Hey, it's the Mexican Don. Josh Landers in the dungeon yet again. And let's just jump right into it. Talked about the hot Frenchie I saw last week on the sidewalk as a bistro, the streets uh, 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 by the Louvre, uh, by the Seine River. You know, I, I, I had to I had to shimmy my way between uh, my family and this, these hot French whores smoking cigarettes. And you know, so I think that's where we ended. I think I ate a croque madame, uh, fucking croquet, croquette, whatever it might have been. Some egg on it. I don't know. Uh, but let's just jump into it. All right, we got to end Paris here. We got to get to Aix en Provence. We got to talk about some other. We got to go to Munich. You know where 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 I, where I had a disease of some kind, uh, some sort of fucking uh, Nazi regime uh, uh, layover or uh, spreading of of schmegma, whatever they did back then. I don't know. Uh, Cyclone B is that what it was called? Maybe some remnants of that still in the German air. I know it's a low. Sh- I know it's a low hanging fruit. To call Germans Nazi, but it, it's a low-hanging fruit that is is is, is viable in, in historical context. Uh, but we'll get there. But what we had, what I had, what I did not get to last week for my five listeners, I did not talk about the sort of the the, the Paris debacle of of having relatives in places that you don't even know you had relatives. I didn't even know I was French. I'm not. I'm not French. And this, here's the thing about being a mutt. Being a mutt, you know, growing up, I never knew fully culturally what I was at all. You know, I'm like half Jew, supposedly. Uh, my mom wasn't Jewish, so we celebrated Christmas. We had Hanukkah. We'd never, I never learned much about both. Never went to church. Never went to fucking synagogue. I got my dick clipped uh, at, a, at a hopefully a young age, but uh, where I couldn't remember it, but maybe there was some weird uh, memory back, a core memory that I just remember. The doctor would be like, what the, what is this? You call this a dick? All right, let's trim it off. I got, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this to this poor child? He doesn't have much to work with. He's going to be fucking uh, grabbing and pulling this little uh, Yankee noodle dandy for a long time. So are you sure you want to just not give him that little extra half inch of fucking hood? You don't want the little aardvark hood? Are you sure? And my mom and dad, whoever made the decision, most likely my mom, I'm sure my dad was nowhere near the fucking doctor's office. I don't think my dad was even there when I was born. Oh, no. In fact, he wasn't there when I was born. He was around, but he was watching my brother eating cornflakes or some shit by the hospital. I don't know. That's the memory that I heard. That's what, that's what happened. And my mom squirted my fucking uh, diarrhea shit out, uh, you, know, pfft, you know, around the fucking hospital floor, whatever. And then they saw this poor, like, horribly eared child, you know, cauliflower ears, like I got beaten in the womb, uh, you know, because they can already tell, tell that I have a fucking narrow jaw, so, like, this kid's going to have a bad tooth. Uh, when his first tooth is going to be bad, it's probably going to be dead, like a fucking rotten uh, uh, wooden tombstone. I think they probably use wood at some point for tombstones. Um, whatever it was. So I got clipped. Yeah, so they took a, that millimeter away from me, which I could definitely use in today's world. Uh, and they, I guess they did a good job. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I got skin grafts on my schlong. I have no idea. Uh, but we made the decision. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. My parents made a decision, all right? But I never went through the whole uh, process of becoming full Jew, uh, the, the, the bar mitzvah. Never went through that. My brother never went through that. My sisters never went through the bat mitzvah, I don't believe. You know, so where we came from is kind of like a weird cultural apex. Or not an apex, a cultural uh, swirl, I guess, to a certain degree. I don't know what I am. I still don't. Am I Jewish? No clue. Am I fucking a Christian? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any allegiance to either one. You know, when I heard the word, oh, that they Jewed you out of money. Oh, oh, look at that kike or whatever my friends might have said. You know, not knowing maybe I was Jewish. Did I feel a little pain? Did it feel a little twinge in my heart? Uh, a little, a little, like, a little, little poke? Yeah, I did. Of course I did. All right? But what sucks about being a mutt is I don't know where my fucking relatives are from. Uh, I have a grandma who's dead now who is supposedly Polish. 
I think my grandpa, who I never met, who was dead before I died, I believe he was Belgian. My dad was supposedly born in Brussels, Belgium. I think I've talked about this before. But of course, when we're going to Europe, my parents are getting excited for us to go. And they say, oh, relative, you got you to gotta call some relatives. And we did this years ago. We did this year when my wife and I first went to Europe right after we got married, a year after we got married or whatever it was. You know, we, we stayed with relatives in Belgium, people I didn't know, cousins of cousins of cousins. You know, some were younger than me, some were way older than me, my father's age, my parents' age. Uh, and then we, when we went to Sweden, of course, we stayed in a flat of a cousin of mine of some kind. I've never met these people. So it's nice that they were able to, and I'm not going to air any grievances about them as individuals, human beings, but I'm going to air grievances about uh, grievances about not wanting to travel when there's fucking family around. It makes it kind of harder and it makes it worse. It gives me sort of this weight on my shoulder that I, I got to meet these people. And of course, my dad is just giving number after number after number, uh, email after me, email, email them or call, okay, I'll do it when I'm there. And I kind of gave him a little bit of a heads up. You know, uh, I, I downloaded a WhatsApp on my phone so I didn't have to fucking uh, send some Apple. Uh, uh, text or whatever, email. I don't know what phones they have over there. I have no idea. But WhatsApp is supposedly free, owned by fucking Mark Zuckerberg. I'm, su- I'm sure he's stealing all my information, which doesn't matter because I have no money. I have no influence. Uh, I'm doing a podcast for five people, and I may have lost one or two along the road. So, uh, so yeah, I contact someone. Okay, we're going to you know Paris, and supposedly we have a fucking cousin in Paris. And of course, when we're in Paris, I'm like, oh, it's already like the 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 burden is already there. They're like, fuck, I gotta contact this person. I was like, God, I don't want to have to. Do, I just want to go like drink twelve dollar beers, maybe a glass of wine in the hair, make fun of ho ho ho, you know, just kind of eat well, uh, see the sights which we've already done. It's our last full day there, and of course, we're in a, we're in a beautiful park. I can't remember what it was called, but it's a, kind of a famous park in Paris, I believe. We got another goddamn baguette from this pretty. The, uh, when you see a line out the door in any country, you know, ah, maybe I should try it out. And it was good. It was a, it was a baguette. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember what was on it. Cheese and shit. So we're eating in this park, and then my wife's like, I should probably give her a call. So now I have the phone number and my stupid fucking gay uh, book with a big D on it for uh, Dingle Dick, uh, Dingleberry Dick. So then I call her. I'm like, okay, hopefully she speaks English well. My dad said she did. So then I'm, call, I'm talking to her, right? And I said, okay, hi, Betty. This is Josh from America. Oh, she's talking to me. I'm like, I, don't, I have no idea who this woman is. No idea. I think she's uh, a cousin of my dad's on, my father's, on his, his father's side, a person I've never met. I've never met either of my grandparents, my grandfathers, none of them, right? Either of them. So I've met my grandmothers. They were alive when I was uh, born, and they were alive for quite a while until my adulthood, but never met my grandfather. So these are people that are really barely related to me, and I have to go meet them in a foreign land, in a country that I just want to just sit and drink and look for more French hot frogs, all right? That's all I want, French women. That's all I want to look at, all right? I got my wife, sure, I got my kid, all right. But it's about just looking at these foreign women all the time, isn't it? Um, so I'm looking. I, I call Betty, uh, and she's not going to listen to this. She's fucking 87 years old. I, have, I don't even know how old she is. I don't even know who she is. So I call her. And I said, oh, hi, this is John. Oh, yeah, hi. And then she's giving me the directions. She's giving me the directions to her house. I don't know where the fuck. I'm in Paris. It's a large city. And if you ever go to a large city, they say, oh, do you know where this is? I'm going to say, no, I don't know. And she's asking where I'm staying. 
And I had a conversation with her earlier that morning, or maybe it was the day before. I can't even remember. So I had a couple of conversations with this lady. And she's like, where are you guys staying? Marie Clichy. Oh, that's nowhere near where I'm at. I'm like, okay, where are you at? She tells me where I'm at. Where she's at. I have no idea. Henri Martin. I don't know where fucking Henri Martin. And I have all these details that I'm writing in my stupid gay book. And, you know, Rue de la Pont Station. And she has a son that lives in Paris somewhere who's around my age, who probably speaks English better than his mother does. Oh, no, was it? No, it's not even his mother. That was the other fucking debacle. The whole time I was contacting this woman, this 86-year-old cousin of someone I don't know, uh, uh, my father, my dad told me, oh, it's, it's his mother. It's this person, this man's mother. I said, okay, so that's your mom. So this, this 40-something-year-old guy who lives in Paris, who's some, a furniture designer or some shit, I've never met him, don't know who he is, don't even know the allegiance. Is he Jewish? Is he not Jewish? Is he, is he a Landers? Is there any Landers? I'm not even a Landers. I'm a fucking Lukowitz by birth somewhere. I don't even know how to spell my original last name. Do you know how, like, when you're growing up and you don't actually have your own last name, and you don't, you've never been, like, really, it's never been spelled out for you by your parents. Does that seem a little odd? But anyways, so we contact her. I contact her twice. She gives me the address, and she said, what, what station should I take? She said, oh, take this station. And I'm looking on the map. I don't, I don't see this fucking station, this metro station, anywhere in Paris. Nowhere. Is it near the Eiffel Tower? Is it near the Louvre? Is it near Sacré-Cœur, which we were earlier in the day? We're at the Sacré-Cœur. We're at a fucking Irish pub for some stupid reason, because that's what they had nearby. Uh, so I'm like, again, it's already, already the, we got to go. It's, I'm supposed to meet her at four. She says she's getting cakes and shit. She's old. She says she has like a person who does shit for her, like goes shopping, like a caretaker of some kind, a maid, a nurse, a slave. I don't know who these people are. Maybe she's some white supremacist, not even Jewish. Maybe she killed the people that are in my family who were Jewish, and now she feels bad 70 years later. And she's like, ah, maybe I'll have some reparations for these people. These are the Jew reparations. We're having a bunch of reparations going on in California for, you know, the, uh, for the black people here which I don't know, even know if I have a take on or not. I don't really know much about it. Uh, but it seems a little egregious to give millions and millions of dollars to people who may not have been living in California a uh, hundred and something years ago where there was no slavery. Was there slavery in, in California in terms of other uh, regards? Probably. Is there still slavery in California in terms of uh, illegal immigrants? Absolutely. Right? I'm not saying that. But anyways, but maybe Betty... In, in Paris, a Jew Betty, maybe Jew Betty was a, a, an ex-Nazi, right, in the regime. She, she escaped to Paris. Everybody else she knew went to Argentina or Bolivia or some shit. You know, they all escaped to South America, and she's the one that just stuck it out and stayed. Maybe she looked Jewish. Maybe she had a hooked nose. Maybe she was fucking a Jew. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe she was fucking a Jew, and then she met my grandpa, who was her brother's uncle. I don't fucking know what's going on here. I don't know who these people are. So I get the address. It's like Rue de la Pont, Henri Martin, uh, Biche. She just kept saying Biche, 78 Biche Avenue. I'm like, how the fuck do you spell Biche, bitch? Is that bitch in French? Are you, are you calling me a bitch, Betty? Betty bitch? Betty boop? Are you calling me a bitch? So she just keeps saying it. I'm writing this fucking, I'm writing in my goddamn serial killer handwriting, my chicken scratch on this gay notebook. You know, I'm just, I don't know what this is. I have her number. I have a code, you know, to her. I have a sec- second door written down. I have fifth floor. I don't even know the address. 78 Biche. So in my mind, I'm like, Biche. All right. I, I took two years of French. I know what a fucking, I know what a trash can is in French. La Corbeille. La Corbeille. I don't even know if that's right. Is that like a receptacle of a trash can? Is that like a dumpster of a trash can? That's the only word I, I, I hung on to in the last 30 years for my first uh, freshman class in French or 10th grade, whatever it was. La Corbeille. 
All right, so we have Biche. I'm writing it down. My Biche is a B I C H E. So of course, I'm opening my Google Maps. We're sitting in this beautiful park. My wife and my kids are just sitting there eating their fucking sloppy joes, whatever the hell it was, uh, baguettes. And Biche, what the fuck is Biche? I put look. I put B I C H E. I put B I S. Okay, maybe it's French. B I S B I S C H. I don't know. I can't find anything. Seventy Biche, Rue de la Pont, Henri Martin. Fifth floor, second door, code, whatever it is, da-da-da-da-da. I'm not going to give her fucking, I just gave her address away. So uh, where is this? I still don't know. I still, even looking at the map again in fucking gay Paris, which is gay, gay, gay. And I'm just, I, 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 we, we, and then I talked to my dad. I'm like, I can't, I don't, can't find her address. She's like, what do you mean? I'm not calling her again. I, then I have my wife call her. And she's like, oh, you guys are in the wrong place. My, then my, my father says, oh, try this address. Maybe this, and then she, he gets the address from a sister. A cousin, another cousin that lives in fucking Brussels, Belgium, which is a whole other story I'll get to in a couple of weeks probably when I finally end this goddamn fucking podcast, this trip podcast. You know, we, we go, she has, a, she has a sister. Jew Betty has a sister in, in, in Belgium, in Brussels. But they don't talk. The, the sisters don't talk. So I don't, I don't know who to trust. So I think I just got a wild fucking Jew chase. Not a wild goose. Ca- what fucking? Uh, I think geese can't come from French. Don't, uh, France? Are there are a lot of geese in France? I know fucking Canada has... Canadian geese, and she, I know there's fucking gray goose. So uh, it's fucking uh, wild Jew chase uh, through Paris. And at some point, I have to pull the plug. I was going to say, that's it. I, I'm not going. And then we ended up at this old address. My wife said, like, I can't call Betty anymore. I can't call Jew Betty. I can't do it. So my wife calls her, bless her heart, and she's talking to Betty. And she's like, Betty's like, no, no, no. That's, I lived there 20 years ago. So my dad, the sister, another cousin, someone I don't know who, is, who I'm related to. My, I don't think my dad even knows how he's fucking related to these people. They're like Jew out of the woodworks. So he, he's like, oh, it's a wrong, she lived there 20 years. So the sister doesn't even fucking know where Jew Betty Witt lives. So this, this poor lady who bought fucking uh, cakes, cannolis, is that French? Not cannoli, what, the, what are they fucking, eclair? She probably had like a fucking, uh, an assortment of eclairs from some bratisserie. Uh, uh, or patisserie, whatever the fuck it's called. You know, she probably had her fucking slave from, from uh, Kingston, Jamaica, go get these fucking eclairs and waiting for the, the, the fucking Jews off the bus, the American Jews, which she doesn't even know who we are. She's like, oh, who, who are you related to again? It's fucking wild. It's, so being the mutt, it's not always good. Yeah, sure, maybe I'll be free of disease, like a fucking mutt dog. I think that's what it is. Aren't like pound dogs who have like three or four different breeds in them? You can't even tell exactly what kind of dog they are. Aren't they supposed to be free of more like uh, genetic diseases? Aren't like the purebred? Aren't they the ones that are fucked up? You know, we, we went to London, and they just had a coronation of the fucking king and queen and shit. In London, I thought I thought the I thought the lady died. I thought the fucking queen died like a year ago. Anyways, they just had the court. So those people who are inbred, I don't know how they last so long. I thought you're supposed to be like a genetic freak. The more pure blood you are, we've had dogs in the past that were a little bit more pure, and they, they get sick. They die younger. It seems like the mutts have like this this fucking strength of blood. You know, it's like this. It's like the grizzle. You know, it's like living on the streets and getting fucking ass rammed by a chihuahua or some shit. You're like, I'm bigger than you, man. I'm talking about my dog now. I'm bigger than you. Why are you fucking me up the ass? I mean, you know, there's, there's pheromones, there's hormones, there's nipples and shit. You know, this chihuahua is just yeah, yeah, yeah. You kill You know, all that shit. And then, it's, then yeah, you, you, you get visceral on the streets, right? You get, this, you get this funk with you. And then that funk, like, fights off disease, I think. I think you have this, like, immunity, this, this immune system that is, like, the Terminator, you know? Uh, it's just, like, it goes, it goes against all, like, uh, biological uh, weaponry. You know, it, it, could, it could fight off the new COVID or the new variants. 
So mutts are good. So I'll probably live until with these fucking horrible teeth. I'll have to like live in existence of of being ridiculed for my 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 uh, visage for my looks. I'm, yeah, maybe I'll get cancer. I probably have it. It's probably swirling through my veins. My dad's had it for fifty four years. Whatever the fuck, he's still alive. So see, it's there. The mut muttery is there. Like the 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 the, the mix, right? The fucking the the schmegma and the jizz and then the and the, and the and the shit that I don't have on my on my armadillo dick, you know, anymore because I cut it off. Whatever I would have had, whatever my whatever my parents saved me from or took away from me in terms of dick cheese, you know, it's it's still there. It's still in the person. It's still it's still in the the core, right? It's in, it's genetics, baby. Um, uh, anyways, so th- we got the sister feud going on. I don't know who the fuck's who. And then at some point, we're looking for this goddamn house. We get off at, like, the wrong metro station. We're by the Eiffel Tower again. We're looking it up. We're like, what? And, like, 4 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock, whatever it was. I have to teach later in the evening. I get back to the hotel. I still want to I, – I don't, I don't need an eclair anymore. You know, I'm over it. I don't know Betty. I'll never see her again, probably. I'm not going to go to Paris anytime soon. I've seen the City of Lights and the gay Paris, whatever you want to – I've seen it. I've seen the fucking the riots going on, you know. Uh, I've seen people with like twirly mustaches. I saw the hot French chick smoking a cigarette next to me with my 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 cockless cheese cheeseless dick, you know, brushing against her jean leather jacket, where the fuck it was, through the streets of 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 the Louvre. Um, so I've seen I, I'm done. So again, I that's it. And then once my daughter, once my daughter, uh, that'd be funny if my daughter was talking to Jew Betty because I'm sure they would be able to correlate somehow. And and Betty. You know, God rest her soul. She's still alive. But uh, Betty, she she speaks English decent enough, you know, well enough, but not well enough for me to understand. Bish, what's up, Bish? You know, I'm gonna start saying that to someone. I'm just gonna go up to somewhere, roll down my nose. What's up, Bish? Hey, oh, what the fuck, man? He's gonna pull a Glock on me. And I mean, that's nah, nah, French. Bish. I think it's B I S now. I think it's what Bish is. I don't know how fucking B I S correlates to Bish. I, I said La Corbeille. In fucking fourth or tenth grade, to Mr. Johnston, and he gave me an A on my test because I knew what a fucking trash can receptacle was in French. All right, so biche. Anyways, I'm never gonna live that down. I felt bad. You know, my dad feels bad. He still does. I'm like, can you just call? And then I call my dad back. I'm like, I don't know. I'm giving up. Can you call Betty? And then he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you. I mean, I'm glad he told me to visit some people, but I don't need to see them all. I don't need to see them all. And they're they're all octogenarians. They're all like in their 80s. I mean, no offense. I mean, if they're like 40s and like, oh, you want to get a beer? I'll be like, yeah, I'll get a $12 beer with you. Do you want to go see my wife tit- tits? She's, she's a fucking cabaret dancer. I'll see some tassel tits. I like tassel tits. I went to the fucking pub in London a couple weeks called tassel tits or rusty cock, whatever it was. Yeah, I'll go see your wife's tits. If they offered me something like that, I would go. But you know, to go to an octogenarian's house with a, with a fucking Honduran uh, slave labor and her eclairs, her assortment of really probably delicious eclairs, I, I, yeah, I was done. I'm like, I just want to go back to Let's just go get a drink, get some, something to eat, go back to the Marie Clichy hotel and just kind of chill and maybe go out later, which we did. And then we just gave up. And it was like that perfect sort of spring Parisian day after that. I'm like, all right, the weight was lifted. I felt better. You know, I'm, I'm fucking trying to fuck a pigeon or take pictures of pigeons, whatever I ended up doing in, in, in Europe the whole time. You know, I was, I, I, I was like, oh, all right, all right. Giving up on Jew Betty. No, there's no more fucking cousins in Paris anymore. I'm not, I don't know who her son is. And it's not even her son. I found out, like I said earlier, the guy who I was in contact with on WhatsApp, I was like, oh, what's your mom's address? He's all, my, my, my mom? You mean Tante Betty? 
I'm like, a taunt, taunt, taint? I'm like, what the fuck's taunt? Ah, ant! It's this fucking ant! The entire time I'm calling this guy, I don't know, it's interior designer who, who does like, uh, uh, I don't know, armchairs for the Dutch? I have no idea what he does. But I'm looking for, I'm calling it, I'm calling this lady his mom. He's like, oh, my, my taunt? I think that's how you say it, taunty, titty, titty twister? Whatever it might be, it's this ant. His mom is the one in Brussels that doesn't talk to Aunt Betty, right? And uh, <coughs> I don't, I don't ever talk to Aunt Betty. Supposedly he sees Aunt Betty more than he sees his mother. I don't even know if he talks to his mom, so I'm confused. I don't know who's who. And then I know just in the back of my head, I'm like, fuck, in like two weeks, because this is the first week of our trip. Two weeks, I'm gonna have to go to Brussels where there's more Jews. That's not a racist or culturally inappropriate. More my Jews, the fucking what do they, what do they call them? Uh, Ishkira. What's the fucking Jew types of Jews? Uh, what the fuck are they called? Ishkira's Jews, Jews, Anasazi. That's a fucking, that's a goddamn Indian. I don't know. There's two types of Jews. Uh, Scherzer, Jew, Shinoshaki, Suzuki's. I don't know. There's Jews from like fucking Central Europe. And then there's Jews from like North Africa and shit. I think that's where my dad comes from. I think he's like the, the, that type of Jew. I, I got to look it up. I don't know. Shrinken, Schindler's List Jew, uh, whatever it might be. Because some pictures I've seen in him in the past, he's not like a dark-skinned guy. But there's a couple of pictures. He looks like, he looks like George Jefferson. He's got fucking curly hair. Anasazi. No, what the fuck? I just said that. Anasazi. God damn it. I got to fucking look it up. Types of Jews. What other podcasts can you get? Types of Jews here. My five types of Jews. Right. Orthodox. That's not it. Ah, Sephardic. Ashkenazi. Ashkenazic? I don't know. Uh, Northern France, Ashkenazi. I think that's it. Sephardic. Sephardic Jews. All right, sorry. I know I'm boring you. This is not a fucking history. I think my dad's a Sephardic Jew because he looks like fucking, hey, George Jefferson. He married Wheezy, but then they got divorced and he married my mom, who's a Swede. All right, so it all worked out. The, mutter, the fucking, the, the mutt mentality, the mutt immunity got me out of that situation. And there's just a lack of care, the apathy. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Betty. Sorry, Betty. Sorry for your fucking cakes and your goddamn Colombian mistress. I can't do it. So then we gave up. And I'm like, I'm apologizing now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take you guys through this. Don't, they don't give a fuck. And my daughter is the one that was more put off than all of us. She's like, oh, no cakes? She just wanted a fucking eclair. She wanted to meet Betty. My daughter's gregarious. She likes to be around people. She doesn't care that we've never met these people, that I don't even know if they, she'll probably fucking gas us right when we walk in. She'll be like, oh, we guys, would you guys like to take a shower? I'd be like, oh, a shower sounds nice. And she would lock us into a small uh, bathroom that's not really a bathroom. There's like a pipe in the ceiling that was like a hole, or not even a pipe, it's just a hole in the wall. And it looks like a bathroom for a second. You don't know if you turn on the water like a spigot or if it's, like, water's going to come out or if there's going to be gas. And then she would stick us in there and she'd be just laughing. <laughs> she'd be stuffing her fucking, uh, uh, um, Mazatlan, Mazatlanian uh, 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 slave with eclairs up the up the taint and be like, ah, ha, 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 I killed them all, I killed them all. Um, but we didn't end up there. All right, I should have told my daughter that horror story. She was a not. She's not. All right. So Betty, if you're listening to this and you're in your fucking headphones, uh, I know you're not. I don't. Your family doesn't know who I am. Um, I don't even think you knew who we were coming into your uh, uh, Parisian apartment that we could not find which was not by the Eiffel Tower. It was somewhere far, far away on fucking 78 Beach. But I don't know. All right, so we did that. Went to a cafe. Like I said, it was a picturesque spring day. Started raining on us. We could see the Eiffel Tower in the distance. We sit at, a, again, like a sort of busy intersection cafe watching the street go by. One of our servers was a quintessential Frenchie with like a twisted mustache. And he said, oh, bonjour. He's bringing us in. Oh, bonjour. And you could tell we can't, don't speak English. He's like, yeah, you could get that table there. 
not perfect English, but good enough. So that was our last taste of Paris. Uh, so then the next morning, my wife and I go out that night, get a couple of drinks. We know we're going to leave in the morning, get on the fucking uh, train in the morning, and then go to the, the, the GA, the main station in Paris, and then go to Aix-en-Provence. So now we're going to southern France, which I know nothing about. I know there's, like, uh, I know there's Nice. I know there's Marseille. I know there's like nude beaches and shit. But this is springtime, so there's not going to be a lot of tits out. Um, it's still pretty cold. Uh, rainy, but southern France is a little bit more temperate, a little bit more Mediterranean. And I don't know exactly why we chose Aix-en-Provence. My, my wife was the one that looked into it. And again, I don't give a shit. I will go anywhere. If my wife's like, ah, let's go here. I'm like, all right. I don't care. I, I, you know, I thought it was going to be closer to the ocean. I don't really need to see the ocean. Once you like live near it, most of your life, is ocean's an ocean. Uh, would it have been cool to see Marseille, like one of the bigger cities in France, southern France, or the biggest, I believe? Would it have been okay to see Nice? Sure. But I don't need to. There's cans, cans, you know, there's cans, France, which there's probably a lot of fucking cans out there in terms of tits. You know, cans and tits are the same thing. Uh, but we didn't, go, oh, we didn't go through that whole thing. We went en Provence. It sounded nice. We thought it was going to be more country, like Lavender Fields. My wife talked about it. I think that's fucking uh, Cezanne or Gauguin or some, some fucking artist is from there. I don't know. I hate museums, as you guys heard last week. Um, I think it's Cezanne. I don't Hector, what the fuck's Cezanne's first name? Julio? I don't know. Uh, Cezanne. Uh, Celine Cezanne. Um, whatever. Isn't she French? No, she's French-Canadian. No, I don't know. I think she's French-Canadian. Anyway, so that's why my wife is. They're obsolete. French-Canadians, don't, they don't exist. Um, either French or Canadian. You can't be both. I know there's a whole like, fucking section of Saskatchewan or uh, Quebec. I don't even know your fucking provinces up there. Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, I'm sure you're upset at that, but it's, it's true. It's true. French-Canadians are... It's, you're Canadian or you're French, right? You're not like Californian-American. That doesn't exist, does it? Who would want to be that anyways? Who would want to actually admit that? When I'm traveling internationally, I don't want to even admit I'm from fucking America. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to be like, Trump, 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 Biden. But I don't want to hear that shit. I don't, I'll, I'll tell them I'm Canadian. But what if I said French Canadian? But then they'll see the passport and they'll murder me anyways. All right? And then pull down my pants, see him a Jew, and then chastise me for my small dick. Uh, but we go to Aix-en-Provence, normal train ride. I can't remember. I don't think I have anything written in my fucking notebook. No, nothing about that train ride. Uh, get down to Aix-en-Provence, a lot different than I thought. Uh, we grab a Bolt, which is uh, their, their Uber, I guess, over there. I uh, don't know exactly where we're going, where we're at. The, the train station's 20 minutes away from Aix-en-Provence city center, whatever that it means. But this is where we got the Airbnb. So I, I, I remember talking last week about the struggles of getting uh, hotels with children, especially when you're with your wife or someone who's uh, a boyfriend or girlfriend who still likes to have uh, sexual uh, uh, experiences. Let's just say that, all right? Uh, and I'll, 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 I'll thank my lucky stars that I'm still in that type of relationship. It's not, it's not dead and, 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 and dried out yet uh, in terms of uh, her nether regions or mine. Um, anyways, but we couldn't find anything. We couldn't find any chance or any space in these hotels because there is no chance or space unless we get separate rooms from the, the old children. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Can't afford it. So Airbnb, we're thinking like, all right, Airbnb, apartment kind of style. There's got to be a couple of rooms. There's got to be a lock on a fucking door somewhere. You know, there's got to be. So anyway, so we're kind of getting that. At least I'm getting that hype going on, right? Um, I'm getting the tingles in my fucking, in, in my undercarriage, if you know what I'm talking about. So we get to Aix-en-Provence, get the bolt, unfriendly man, friendly, unfriendly, you know, kind of, uh, he, he says he can only take three people, or that's what the app says. I text him, uh, we have four, can you take, oh, sure. So we, we get in this fucking car, 
uh, BMW, Mercedes. They're all fucking all the Bolt rides we took. They're all they're all like posh uh, uh, Mercedes or uh, uh, Lexuses or you know not every single one was really nice, but there's a couple of ones. I'm like, this can't be this guy's car. It's got to be a racket over there. I, I don't know. If, I, I don't take Ubers that often. Uh, it's just too fucking expensive around this area. Uh, if I was in New York City, maybe I would, but I'd probably just take the subway, even though there's so many fucking people shitting on people's faces and stuff and smearing it on the windows. Uh, whatever might happen, uh, but is that weird in Europe? I didn't see, I didn't get approached by one crazy person. And if you listen to this podcast, are you? And I, I, I'm like a magnet for crazies. It's happened multiple times. It seems like they they, they can smell it on me. They're like, this guy, I'm gonna fuck with this guy. Uh, this guy's fuckable, not that way, but he's able to be fucked with. All right. So I think I, I had I, I've had interactions, like I said, just like I've saved too many birds in the past. Somehow I'm like the bird whisperer, and I'm the fucking kook whisperer. I'm the I'm the homeless crazy or like pseudo didn't take their meds uh, magnet, whatever it might be. But in Europe, none of that. I didn't have one instance, not one moment in 21 day, in three weeks that I'd have one crazy come up to me or approach me or even side-eye me or do anything to my family, God forbid, or just kind of anything, nothing, nothing. At, so is that, is, that, is that a social problem that we have in this country? Is that, is it, or is it me? Is this something that I've been carrying along with me, like a bad luggage? You know, like is this is just is this some of my uh, uh, unfortunate uh, uh, um, what am I looking for? Uh, unfortunate, I guess, baggage. Is this is this what I is this what I have to tether myself to in America? Is that that I see myself as uh, someone who could be messed with in in a, in a violent way? It hasn't really always come to violence, but it is just interesting. Just note that Europe hasn't happened. Hasn't ever happened to me. Thailand didn't happen. So Southeast Asia, Europe, Central America, Costa Rica, not even in Mexico. No crazies, right? No fucking wacko, no whack jobs, batshit crazy. Nothing, none of that. But only in America, baby. Only in America. Um, but we get there, the bolt guy, like I said, friendly, unfriendly, just like doesn't really talk to us. Uh, doesn't really say much. He just drives. That's all. And that's fine. I don't mind that at all. I don't want to talk to the Uber driver. I don't really want to talk to the taxi driver. I don't need to talk to the fucking conductor of a train or the fucking pilot of a, of a airline. I don't need to do that. I'm not one of those people. So if he's quiet, that's fine. But it's always a little awkward. I'm like, I don't know how to tip this guy. Do I tip this guy? Did I pay this guy? Is my app working? Are we going to the right place? It always feels like I'm about to get kidnapped. Whenever I'm in a foreign country and I get in one of these sort of share rides, uh, Uber, uh, Bolt, uh, I think Grab was one in Southeast Asia or in Thailand. You know, it's, it's always feel like, are they taking me to the right place? One, I can't ask them. And they could always just pull the language card. Like, eh, no, no speaky English. Or whatever fucking say, no parlez-vous, par, no parlez-vous English. Uh, English? English, I think. Um, uh, sprechen Sie Deutsch, no sprechen Sie Deutsch. Uh, English. I don't know, what's, what is it in French? Or Belgian, or fucking German. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it always feels like I'm getting kidnapped. But we didn't. So he drops us off, and we're like, I don't know where this is at. So he drops us off in the middle. Is this good? It goes down an alley, much different than Paris, a lot smaller. You could tell it's just like one little city center area, cobblestone streets. But it's a lot different than the fucking lavender fields 
and Frenchy artistry that I kind of pictured for whatever reason. I thought it was going to be a little more open. We were uh, talking about, my wife and I were talking about like renting bikes, going through the countryside, just having a little bit more of a couple of days of relaxing after the busyness that we had in London and Paris, you know, and we did have a nice relaxing time, but it was a little bit different than we thought. It was a lot more commercialized than I thought. You know, it was almost, we got out the cobblestone streets, we're dragging this fucking behemoth shitty luggage through the streets again, and I'm having my son do it. Uh, you know, that's what you can't really rob someone. You can't fucking sneak up on anybody with these cobblestone streets. I think that's why they invented them. I think that's why they put cobblestone streets to, to thwart crime. Maybe we should do that now. I've been reading around in this where I live. There's been a couple of attacks on women jogging lately. I wonder if they just had a cobblestone street and they made like fucking criminals, pedophiles, uh, sex offenders, whatever, just carry luggage with them. Carry like a seventy pound piece of shit luggage with two wheels and that, 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 that would fucking that would that would curb crime <coughs> wouldn't it i think that would curb crime that's not a bad idea not a bad idea so we go through the cobblestone streets big fountain over there tits women men just people it's a bustling area yet again we're not going to any quiet areas on this trip at all so we we get we get the address for the airbnb we're following our stupid google maps and we get there you know it's fine it's just, but again like i said it's a lot more shoppy than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be quiet and villagey. But I should have known that we weren't going on this quiet, villagey type of trip. We're not going to the countryside on this trip. We're going only to major metropolitan areas. But again, Aix-en-Provence, never heard of it in my life before we started planning this trip. Didn't really know what to expect. So I was kind of a little put off. I'm like, eh, it's more malls. I don't want to go to malls. And there's like, yeah, like I said, it's like a mini Rodeo Drive. It's like a mini Champs-Élysées that we saw in Paris. More of a shopping area, you know, a big, there's like cobblestone streets that are closed off to general traffic, maybe some mopeds and some motorcycles can go through there, or scooters, whatever they fucking call them, uh, Vespas, you know, they can go on these little streets, but no cars, so it's kind of nice, closed off, lots of restaurants, you know, every fucking uh, other, uh, every other venue was a restaurant, so shop, restaurant, shop, restaurant, shop, restaurant, we heard there's a nice farmer's market in the morning, but again, we're meandering ourselves through these little quiet uh, or not quiet, bustling cobblestone streets that are a little bit more hilly than Paris was, and nice, I like it, it has a good vibe to it, but like I said, a little bit different than what I thought, so when you go to a new place, and we've already been to three new places, right, in, in, in within five, six days, uh, it, 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 like, it, could get your, it could get your wires a little crossed, right, it can get you a little skewed in, ter- in terms of what you, fuck, I just spit on my microphone, a big old glob of just jizz came out of my mouth, right on the microphone, um, I wonder how, how this microphone smells, <laughs> not great but uh um yeah so like i said just you got to you got you have to take a minute to to set your set your uh set your watch set your gears set your trap set your balls on someone's head randy um so it took, took a, you know it's gonna take a 12 hours for us to get a little bit more settled all right so we find now it's an airbnb though so this is a whole new can of worms whole new bucket of fish uh, uh, bucket of shit. So we find we find the place. It's just a green door on the street, on the side street, like a little bit, not of an alleyway, but kind of they're all alleyways to a certain degree, with shops on them and restaurants and other places. You know, all a little bit more, not older than Paris because Paris is old, but the, it looks a little bit more rustic, right? There's big tall buildings in a different a d- a distance, a big bell tower that we can hear, ding dong, ringing through in the middle of the night or in the early morning. Um, but you could hear people. Uh, eating clinks of knives and forks, you know, the wafting of, 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 of uh, fucking bread in the air, whatever it might be, right? Uh, and so we find, we find the Airbnb, but we don't have much instructions. And most of the, a lot of the instructions are in French. 
on the Airbnb website. So we're looking at it. We're trying to figure it out. We find the fucking address. That was pretty easy. Uh, and then we're, where's the key? It's always a part. That's always the strange part with Airbnbs. Where's the key? And when we went to Thailand, I remember the first Airbnb we got in Bangkok was a little difficult to find. It wasn't the easiest place to find. It was down a little alleyway in a road that the people that were driving us around on a tuk-tuk or a fucking uh, whatever was over there, a grab rider, you know, their, their version of Uber. They're like, I don't know what that is. You know, uh, that's pretty much what I thought they said in Thai, but I can't even say, I don't know what it is. So while we're getting kidnapped down this other alleyway, you know, I'm like, is this going to be the end of our lives or is this going to be the Airbnb? And then we found it and right, where's the key? And there's a lockbox. Right, and this is where this is the difference between men and women. I'm not dealing with it really too much. I'm just kind of standing there. My wife has the code. She's the Airbnb person. She has all the shit on her phone, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Where's the lockbox?" And the lady in front, we we were able to translate it or get it in English somehow. Where this lockbox at is, and we couldn't find it for a little while. Is it there? Is it there? Is it across the street? People are like looking at us. We're just like kind of uh, uh, milling around, <coughs> looking down, looking up. You know, trying to find a fucking like a master lock or some shit, some lockbox stuck to a pole. I don't know where it's at. Then finally we find it. It's right up the street. We're not reading the directions well. We're probably tired. We're fatigued. We're travel fatigued. You know, we're, and then finally we find this lockbox. Okay, there it is. So we flip it open, and then I'm letting my wife do it. Right, I'm letting my wife just say put the numbers in, and my my uh, son, our son is helping her, and like, we can't open it. I'm like, all right, what do you mean we can't open? It? I don't know how to get the fuck. How are we gonna get in this door? And then I'm starting to freak out. I'm starting to have my my Jew moment. You know, I'm starting to have my uh, uh, the the world is on my shoulders, and only I can move the fucking boulder forward, like Atlas or whatever is that Atlas or Palomar or something. I don't know. The guy was a rock on the Sisyphus. I don't know who who keeps rolling the rock up the goddamn hill and it just rolls right back down on him. Or who's the guy who's holding the fucking world on? shoulders that atlas, i think it's atlas that's how i feel sometimes if it doesn't go well it's going to be my fault or i feel like everything's going to be my fault if things don't go smoothly i don't know why that is it's a psychological issue with some damage i have for my life from not knowing who fucking culturally who i am maybe am i jew am i not it's christmas synagogue uh fucking latkes or fucking christmas pigs ham whatever you eat on christmas i don't know um so we find this fucking thing, and then uh, she's twisting the numbers, twisting the numbers. She goes, this is the code. This is the code. It's not working. And then finally, I have to man up. I have to be macho Josh. I have to fucking be like, oh, I move. I, fucking, I bushwhack him out of the way. I fucking elbow my daughter in the throat, kick my son in the balls, hit my wife in the titty, you know, flick her with the fucking, give her a purple nurple, whatever it was, you know, bite her clit. I don't know what I did. But, you know, just watch out. And then there's this lockbox. And it, uh, there's two buttons on the side. And she has the code, the right code in there. I'm looking at her phone. I'm like, yeah, 9764, whatever the fuck it was. And I just click. There's two buttons on the side. And I just get my fucking vice grip clab, crab fingers. And I just go clip. And it goes, and it opens. Clip. There's a fucking key. Clip. Just one little squeeze of these two buttons on the side. That's all my wife. Not saying, not saying anything about women. I'm not at all. But you have zero grip. I think women need to like get those, what are they, those, those fucking uh, stress balls. They got to play with our balls a little bit more. Those, those fucking bon-wah balls. Bon -wah -wah. You remember those metal fucking bon-wah balls? Or whatever they called? People in the like 80s, like Gordon Gecko or some shit from Wall Street. I think he would be the guy that would have those like metal balls and they roll them around their hand. They're like a magician. No, there's like, it's like a stress thing. They go like, when you're twisting them around. I might even have some when I was a kid. I might shut them up my ass. I probably made them into my own fucking anal beads when I was fucking, fucking my couch potato when I was 12 years old in my, my fucking bed. Um, if you guys don't know about the couch, uh, couch potato story, go back to like episode 38 of this fucking tragedy. Um, 
but uh yeah so i not you know get, get, fucking pull my wife's tits out you know and you know uh, flip my flip flip my daughter in the eye you know uh stub my fucking son's toe against the brick wall so the key just opens up and there it is motherfucker and then we get open it up get in get to the airbnb and it's fine it's fine. Nice little Airbnb, a little slanted. Uh, well, the living room's like, it's just an old building, a little slanted. But we had two bedrooms. Fuck yeah. The two, two, I'm not going to detail that to this because it's disgusting. But we had two bedrooms. We had to actually discuss with my older son. I know some of this, sadly, that some, some people he knows listens to this, so I apologize. But uh, yeah, we, we had to visit. My wife's like, I got to go tell him. So she had to go tell him, like, leave us alone. My daughter doesn't know, but leave us alone for like 20 minutes. Your dad is pathetic. Just give us 10 minutes, seven minutes, four minutes. You know, just leave us alone. There's no lock on the fucking door, though. I, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. There's no lock on the door. So we have to put like a suitcase in front of the goddamn door. It's just privacy, man. That's what hotels, Airbnbs, they got to know that people still like, like to have, like to fuck. It's, but I think fucking is dead in this world. I know millennials don't want to do it anymore. I know there's a bunch of incels out there. They're like, I just want to fuck. And then they go shoot like a fucking uh, childcare or some shit. I know that's happening. I'm not naive to the struggles of males. <clears throat> but, you know, there's got to be locks. Just a fucking swing lock. Anything. You know, just anything where the kid kind of says, oh, dad, mom. You know, cock blocking fucking. That's what the kids are the kick, biggest cock blockers in the world. They just are. From like birth to like 32. Um, hopefully not, but it seems like, I don't know. Did I ever do that? Did I ever cock block my parents? Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about if you cock block your parents? I mean, I'm sure I did, but I don't think my parents, like in my mind, my parents never had sex. It just ever. I was born by like some fucking, uh, malcontent devil up there with like, you know, instead of, uh, uh, what's the goddamn manifest destiny? What's the, what's the shit with a virgin got pregnant? Uh, divine intervention. Is that it? Uh, whatever it was, you know, I was like the opposite of that. They're just, just fucking give her a kid. Give her a kid. He could look like a fucking uh, the, the 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 ghoulies guy, the fucking the ghoulies that pops out of the toilet in the fucking nineteen eighties cheesy horror movie. Just Google ghoulies uh, uh, troll or whatever they are. I think it's a ghoulie. That's me. They're like, just give her, give her that, give her that, and like some other dude. You know, that was my brother. Um, so yeah, deal with the devil is real. It's Rosemary's baby. I was fucking. I was Audrey's baby. <clears throat> that's my mom's name Audrey Audrey's baby yeah see I, we could do a remake Audrey's baby is just me that comes out <laughs> you know, I just come out Wah! she's like ah! she tries to shove it back in or she tries to slice my throat but I like wiggle away like in, like the alien from aliens like with like, my little tail my little fucking limp dick like you know still has a little hood on it and like climbing up the walls and you know just like and everybody's screaming that's not a bad movie not a bad movie um yeah, that's, I think that's all I had at Aix-en-Provence. We finally, uh, my cheese, fucking fromage. In Paris, we ordered, like, pizza for my daughter one time. We're like, okay, she'll eat pizza because it was hard to find uh, kid-friendly, American kid-friendly food and shit. Uh, and like I mentioned, my daughter is fairly picky with food. Um, but we got food. We got a pizza in, in Paris. I'm like, oh, it'll probably be good. It's like, fucking, it has blue cheese on it. Blue cheese, like, Fontina. I don't even know if that's a cheese. Uh, Fontana. It's a shitty city somewhere in, in L.A. area. But, uh. Riverside County, maybe. Uh, black sock wearing metal militia motherfuckers. Uh, but you, it's like chevre. Is that how you say it? Che I've never seen. I know that cheese. My wife's like a cheese whore. She likes like charcuterie and shit. You know, but she, uh, uh, fucking chevre. How do you say that? C H E V R E. I think chevre. It's like Chevrolet, but with at the end. So it has that on it. It has some other cheese, and I'm eating it. I'm like, fuck, man, this is like moldy. <coughs> it's a fucking moldy pizza. 
It's a it's a fromage fucking it's a funky fromage. Uh, so we got that in Paris, and I I shoved those fucking uh, uh, oily uh, goddamn crustaceous uh, fucking mold in my butt hole. Uh, but I ate that. My daughter's like, you know, she barely ate it. But okay, but we found in short long story short, we found a pizza place in. Uh, um, in Aix-en-Provence, and a guy, just like this guy, right on the kiosk at the corner, right by our fucking Airbnb, where we had cock-blocking stuff going on, and then it was uh, just cheese pizza. It had just cheese, and it was good. It was like New York-style almost, fucking cheese pizza. So we got that. We walked around. We ate. My son and I went out one night. We got donor kebab, uh, Turkish food for like 12 bucks, which was pretty good. Uh, I got a beer at this little outside cafe while he was ordering the food. Just walking the streets at night. My wife and I went out. She got some fucking stupid drink. I got some beer. You know, that was the thing about difference. Uh, It's still expensive. It's still France. They had a lot more like uh, um, Belgian beer in Aix-en-Provence. A lot of Trappiste beer. But it still was about $10 to $12 for a beer. My wife was getting wine for like $4 a glass or $5. Anyways, nice time. Nice city. Quiet, a little bit more relaxing. My wife got her charcuterie. We went to a fromage shop, which smelled like your father's asshole. We walked in there, and my my daughter's like, I can't can't stand this. I can't be in here. So my daughter and I hung outside. We got some good bread for like two euros. My wife bought a bunch of cheese. We go back to the fucking Airbnb, act like Europeans for a little bit, drink some good beer, a lot of blondes, a lot of strong blondes, a lot of blonde tits around. You know, it's just a nice time, a nice quiet trip. And then we go to Strasbourg. So we leave the confines of France. We leave the Froggies, leave the Frenchies, which we were there for about five, six days or so in France proper. Then we have to go take a train about five hours north to Strasbourg. And we know this is going to be a little bit of a different trip. We know this is Strasbourg is just going to be sleeping. So we get a train. We couldn't find an overnight one. So we leave about four o'clock in the, or five o'clock, I believe, in the afternoon from Aix-en-Provence. Pretty easy, pretty simple, uh, and then we take off to Strasbourg. And then on Strasbourg, I didn't have beer with me because I found out in France on Sundays. I don't know if it was just Aix-en-Provence, but we went into a couple grocery stores, and I like, I'll get some beer for the train because you know me. I talked about that last week. I stockpile. I stockpile shit. I get prepared for the next day. I get prepared for train rides. So I'm looking for like a grab bag of beer to bring with me. I can buy beer on the train. Sure, I know they're going to have some. But why when you can get it for cheaper at a grocery store? So I go to this grocery store and there's no beer. <coughs> or there's curtains over the beer. I'm like, fuck, is this Thailand all over again? So there's curtains over the and like, I, Can I buy it? And the guy's like, no. Uh, can I buy beer? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he just walks away. I, I asked him. I thought he worked there. He was just some fucking random dude. I'm like, uh, uh, beer? Uh, can I buy a beer? And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. And he puts his finger up, like, one moment. International sign of one moment. Or maybe it's an international sign of, I'm going to stick your, my fucking index finger up your piss hole. Whatever it might be. But he just walks away. And I'm like, nah, I guess I'm not buying So I didn't buy any. So we go around, have some more drinks. Uh, we eat. Then we go to the train station. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll get some beer at the train station. No fucking beer at the train station. Not a store there. It's a small train station in Aix-en-Provence. So I'm like, all right, it's fine. I'll survive. So then we take the train. I'm just drinking Heineken's because that's all I have on the goddamn train. I keep going to the bar up there, grabbing that, working on some stuff. And it's a five, six hour, or about five hour train ride, I believe, to Strasbourg. And by the time we get to Strasbourg, I'm not feeling great. And I know I got this like weird eclectic hotel. I'm hoping it's right by the, by the train station, which it was in Strasbourg. We saw very little of Strasbourg. Uh, we go right to the hotel. It's kind of quirky, kind of cliche. Uh, 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 what's that? What, clicky? No. Uh, cliche? No. What the fuck's it called? Curtsy? 
kitschy. It's kitschy. There's like a bunch of art on the walls. There's only about 14 rooms or something like that. I found it on fucking hotels.com or Expedia or something. All right, let's just get that. So we got it. I was not feeling great. Starting, I, I crashed that night around 11 o'clock, and I'm just like, oh, boy, uh, something's coming on. I could feel it, all right? I usually get, like, not sick on every trip, but I usually have. I, I have been in the past where I've had a cold on a trip. I had got, I've got Montezuma's Revenge in Oaxaca. In Thailand, I was the only one that survived, all right? But this one, I'm like, I could feel something like a head cold coming on. If you think about it, COVID or not, we would have been traveling for the last six or seven days, on just like sardine cans, airplane, trains, metro stations, shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow with these fucking European creeps, right? So of course it's got to be swirling in the air. My immune system's probably down. I'm drinking every single day. I'm not eating like a ton of vegetables and fruit like I kind of try to usually do. You know, we're just kind of eating vacation eating. Right, so I know, and then I could just feel it. I just know. I'm like, oh, and then I wake up the next morning. My wife and kids go down to breakfast. I'm like, I don't, I, I'm not hungry. I just, I feel it. I'm like, fuck. Take a shower. I'm starting to get the chills already. I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. I beat off when my kids and family are not there. You know, we had a separate room. No cock blocking going on. I didn't have the energy to even try to get cock blocked in Strasbourg. But I just know, ah, oh, shit. Here we go. No morning beers. Take a shit, take a shower. I'm like, all right, let's just go. I'm not feeling great. We get on the train from Strasbourg, and I'm just sitting there in the, in the fucking train station. They have beer for sale at the Strasbourg station. I'm like, uh, uh, all right. I bought a couple of beers. They had even a bar in there. I'm like, if, on a better day, on a normal Josh day, I would have gotten a beer before the train ride just to say I did in Strasbourg, France. But I didn't. I felt like shit. So I buy a couple of bottles, put them in my backpack just in case. And then when we get on the train, I don't even feel like drinking. So you know there's something wrong with me when I don't have the urge to drink. I mean, it's alcoholic or not, you guys could fucking label me. I don't care. But if I have like zero or like I've taken weeks off, I've taken months off from, from drinking before. Well, that's not true. One month. I've taken one month off from drinking before. You know, I, I can do it. I know I can do it. I have the, I have the, uh, the moxie. Uh, I have the willpower to do so. I know that. I could take a week off at, at the clip of a dick. You know, that, that's no problem. But on a vacation, if I'm not like imbibing at some point in, in some beverage, uh, especially in a foreign country, there is something going on with my body. My fucking uh, God, mutt immunity is breaking down, man. You know, I, I, I was questioning my, my religion. I was questioning my parents. You know, I was like, am I really mutt? Or am I, am I just pure like Polish and Swedish and that's it? Come on, I can't be this fucking purebred. But I'm, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to wake up from this. You know, I was trying to get that core back. I was trying to get that, that machismo that I'm so used to. You know, like I, like I, like I could actually physically work on a vehicle. Like I could, I could take apart a manifold. I could, I could, I could, I could wiggle a pussy to pleasure. Whatever it might be, you know, whatever fantasies I have. It's like when I'm dreaming and I, I'm like skateboarding really well. You know, like grinding and shit like that. You know, I'm flying, whatever. I'm doing something really good in a dream. You know, I'm trying to do that to my to this cold coming on. I'm like, come on, man, manifest it, manifest it, manifest wellness, manifest that you won't get sick, manifest it, motherfucker. You know, guru your shit, guru yourself to health. But I'm that. I, I can't. It's coming. It's coming hard. So I'm just on the train to Strasbourg, just, or train to Munich, just ugh, just like laying against the window. Kind of getting feverish. My wife feels my forehead. She's like, yep, you're feeling warm. I'm like, motherfucker. Got a, got a scratchy throat. My nose is starting to tickle a little bit. You know, my son, once we got into Germany, he was very excited to go get a beer, and he did. And at some point, I'm like, I got to get one. So I, 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 I drank a Bitburger beer, you know, and it was good. But, you know, it just, 
it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be because it was, you know, it just, it, it, I didn't have it. You know, my throat was getting sore. It just wasn't drinking time for Josh. And especially on that trip, of course, we had fucking, we were having debacles. Jesus Christ, what am I at? 50 minutes? I'm never getting out of this fucking, I'm never getting out of Europe. Jesus Christ. But uh, um, on this podcast. But uh, uh, I wish I was never out of Europe. I'm back home. Uh, but what was I talking about? Oh, we were having, uh, we were having problems with, the, with our URL pass. And my wife opted when she bought the URL passes not to get uh, the, the paper ones, which is fine. Everything's digital now. And we figured, out ah, it's going to be easy, simple. But going from London to um, uh, Paris, <coughs> there was really no problem. There wasn't like a lot of ticket checks there. I think we had to actually buy our tickets for that URL pass for the channel. Uh, but then from uh, Paris to Aix-en-Provence, we had a little bit of a struggle. We had a little bit of a trouble with uh, uh, getting on to our URL passes and actually putting like different trips on the URL. If you've ever had a URL pass, I'm sure other passes are like this in, in other countries as well, but you have to mark the days that you're traveling. And we got a 15-day pass. Uh, so that means you can travel with, for 15 days within three months, whatever the fuck it is. So we have to, but on the URL pass on the app, you have to mark which countries you're going to and mark those off as a day that you're traveling, as a travel day. So we weren't able to do that on this stupid app. Luckily, we're able to skirt through from Par- from London to Paris, Paris to Aix-en-Provence, and Aix-en-Provence to Strasbourg. But in Strasbourg, we're having a little bit of trouble. And finally, we figured it out, and the, the the ticket agent, whatever the person that comes through, was just like let us let us fly. Not so from Strasbourg to Munich. All right, now we're in fucking Germany. Right now we got the fucking Heinrich, Heinrich Himmlers. Now we got the fucking Nazi. Now we got the the fucking sidekick uh, motorcycles, the Mercedes Benz, the fucking Benz, the fucking uh, <coughs> uh, the Bug. I think it's, it's German. Wasn't it a Nazi car at some point? The VW Bug. Think about that. But we have all these fucking Hitler sidekicks. All these sycophants, you know, all these people who want to rise to power with the Third Reich. You know, we have we had one. All right, so this guy, this ticket agent comes over. Do you have your? Do we have your Paschnell? And so I have all my German, like uh, words I know from Die Hard. Do you remember Hans? I forget his last name in Die Hard, but Alan Rickman, Snape from fucking Harry Potter lore. You know, he was Hans. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. I just remember Schnell. Schnell. <coughs> God damn, fucking plague. There was that white-haired guy. He was. He had long hair. I can't remember his name, but I think it was Hans' brother. In the in the uh, in Die Hard, and I think uh, Bruce Willis and him getting a getting in a battle. I was like a little kid. I'm like, oh my god, what would it be like to battle to the death? Yeah, get him, John John Ritter. What the fuck was his name? John McClane. John McClane. You had Bruce Willis. You had uh, Hans Gruber. Schnell, Schnell. You know, you had all that shit. You had the Reginald Vance. Was that his name? The dude, fucking Family Matters guy. Family Matters fat dad. You know, was he was he a cop on Family Matters too? Urkel's neighbor. I think he was. Uh, I think his name, Reginald Vance. Where did I pull that? Is, can you guys Google that? If that's the, the dad's name on Family Matters, Reginald Vance. I just, that is fucking amazing if I just pull that out. Wait, let me, see, let me look that up. Nah, shit, I gotta get to go. Uh, 54, fuck. All right, so we were on Munich. All right, we have this ticket agent coming by, and we're like, and this is where I'm gonna give my son some props. This is where the tech world, growing up in the tech world is now superseding the people who did not grow up in the tech world. These were the people who are fully obsessed, addicted, what have you, with their phones, with their media, with uh, whatever you want to put on them, whatever this fucking Gen Z, X, millennial, what are they? I don't even know what they are anymore. But whatever these people who grew up with tech are, this is where they saved us. They saved me, these middle-aged douchebags, my wife and I, right? We have this fucking app. I thought I figured it out. 
in Strasbourg. I'm, oh, I figured it out. All right, day one, day two, here's this trip, here's that trip. I accidentally created a whole other fucking trip. Not saying we paid for another trip, but I just created like a copy of a trip. So my son is looking at them, and this guy's not nice, the ticket agent. I'll call him Heinrich Himmler. He was nice at first. Oh, do you have your pass? Schnell. Schnell. Then he's like, oh, we can't get it up. And he's like looking at it. He's trying to help. And he's like, you must have your pass. You must have barcode. And I'm like, I, I, man, I'm feeling like shit. Your fucking, your ancestors in France just gave me some bubonic plague. You know, I'm dying here, man. I'm drinking a bit burger, but I'm not feeling any better. Usually when I have a beer, well, usually when I feel, and I'm going to my homeland. I'm going to Germany where I can drink beer in the morning and no one looks at me and no one gives me an evil look. Do you understand that? I'm supposed to feel good right now. I, I could have been sick in fucking Aix-en-Provence. I could have been sick in Paris and shoved some fucking uh, uh, moldy fromage up my dick. I could have done that. I could have smeared it on someone's pussy and would have smelled better because they don't cleanse themselves in France. But, you know, it, it, but now I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be drunk. I'm on a train to Munich, right, the, the home of Oktoberfest, and I feel like shit. Hey, I'm sorry. But we, we need barcode. You need a uh, QR code. You need code. Code. Schnell. Schnell. Hans Gruber. Schnell. So it, it just, he was getting mad. He's like, you must have, when I come back, I'll come back. You must have. Like, okay. And then my wife are like, we're getting kicked off this fucking train. And when my, my wife gets frustrated, she gets frustrated. And she gets not happy. She gets not nice. Right? She's like flustered. She doesn't want to look at the fucking phone. And then my son just, let me see it. And my son, his fucking goddamn uh, uh, commando, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger thumbs. He's just got, figured it out. Here's a QR code. Boop, boop, figured it. He figured it out. Glory be to God, he figured it out. You know, so this fucking kid who I make fun of all the time uh, with his bleach blonde hair, uh, natural, you know, he just figured it out. I've got the QR code. I'm like, how? Uh, show me. And he's like, oh, let's do that. I'm like, fuck, I don't give a shit. I'm too sick. I- I'm getting sick. <coughs> I'm pissed. And I am getting sick. And then fucking Heinrich Himmler came. Oh, did you figure it out? And we still weren't there yet. We still weren't quite figuring it out. My son was still trying to figure it out. He got like one QR code. Oh, do you have the rest? And he had, okay, so bleep. And then he, my son holds up the phone. He holds one. And he's like, just standing there. He's like, okay, next time. Next time, Schnell, next time you must have Kyoko before you get on train or you go straight to Auschwitz. You go straight to Auschwitz, do you hear me? I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Calm down. Then eventually, bleep, 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 and he got it. That's fine. We're good. We're not getting kicked out of the train. My wife's trying to breathe. I'm trying to fucking survive the sickness that is creeping and crawling up my ass. And then we get there. We get to Munich. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll start feeling better. Maybe I'll start perking up. It was a long train ride. Uh, four or five hours, I believe. Again, we get in Munich, much colder than it was in Exxon Provence. And when you're getting sick and you're going into the cold, and I'm calling, I'm not t- talking like freezing cold, but it's like 38, 37, 38 degrees when we just came from like a 60, 65 degree place in southern France. So I'm just like, oh God, and I'm getting the chills. But I'm like, I'm drinking. I got to fucking drink. I got to drink. And then we get to Munich. We find the hotel. The hotel is fine. We're about 20 minutes from Munich proper again. We get all the hotels. But the, again, metro system, perfect, fine, easy. And in Germany, we did, I can't quite remember how we, how that one, the difference was. But I think we bought the tickets. <coughs> that was, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't get accosted by a bum. But that one, there was a homeless guy in the, in the main station in Munich that was coming to me. He's like, I, got, I don't speak it, man. And he left me alone. That's all I had to say. I, I don't speak it, man. I couldn't think about, like, no Sprechensee, no a Deutsch. You know, I couldn't think, think of that for a second because I'm trying to fucking do this goddamn metro ticket. I'm like, all right, we're going to charge, like, 40 bucks again to get to one fucking place. Do you want uh, Section M or Section F? Or was that Paris? I can't remember. But we bought the tickets. We got on. 
uh, the, the metro. We found our hotel uh, exit fairly easily. I'm getting the chills. I'm starting to get the shakes. But uh, we get to the hotel, check in. Everything's fine. We find a place to eat. And this is where it starts to go down for me. I'm at the eatery. We found a pretty decent place to eat. I'm not really, I don't have much of an appetite. I haven't eaten much that uh, throughout the whole day. I only had that one Bitburger beer, the Pilsner on the, on the, on the, air, on the train. So I'm just like, ugh, just kind of feeling out of it, not myself. And we, we order food. We ordered way too much. My daughter, we don't know what the fuck my daughter is going to eat. She got some cheesy spatzel and they, she liked it, luckily. And the, you know, the Germans, they love their spatzel, they love their schnitzel. They love their fucking pork knuckles. They love their salty shit, right? The cracklings, whatever, their chitlins. I don't know, the salty, porky stuff. And I just wasn't in the mood for anything that heavy. I just wanted, like, soup. You know, I just wanted soup and, like, uh, uh, to come in someone's mouth to get my sickness out, to, you know, have some succubus just suck everything out of it. Is that what a succubus is? That's what I always imagine. I know a succubus sucks your soul. But it would be nice if they just sucked your juices out of you uh, through your pee hole through your pisser, and you're just like, oh, and they even, they, they, she wouldn't chastise me with her like 14 lips. She wouldn't look at my dick and be like, what happened? Did you get clipped early on? Uh, why did your parents clip you? They should have left it on. It's much better. You know, a chick said that to me years ago. She didn't see my dick, but uh, we were just in a conversation in a bar. It wasn't just me. It was some other people around me, <clears throat> and she said, I would never have, I'm never having sex with a guy who, who, who is circumcised. And she, was, she looked right at me. She looked right to the Jew soul. She's like, I will never have sex again without a guy who's, with, with a guy who's not, who is circumcised. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What, what's against circumcision? I don't get it. Do chicks like the fucking aardvark? Do they like the, they like the hood? Is it something that gives them more pleasure? But I don't know. We ate. I just wasn't feeling I tried to just shove this fucking pork salt. And they like their salt in Germany so far. That's what I noticed in Munich. Berlin, I don't remember that so much. Years ago. I remember the food was fairly cheap. Not so much anymore. Inflation has fucked everything up. But the beers were good. I'm like, I got a drink. I got a drink. So I got a Hefeweizen. I'm like, all right, here it is, baby. Just trying to like shove it down my sore throat because I have to do it. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, it's a drug, man. You know, it's just something that I had to, I'm in Germany. What am I supposed to do? Not eat pork and drink beer? I don't care if I'm on my deathbed. I don't care if my dick is black and falling off in the fucking bubonic plague that I picked up in Strasbourg or, or Aix-en-Provence. Whatever French whore breathes on me, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not have a beer in France, in, in Munich, and I did. I don't care if Heimlich Him, Himmler is 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 beaten off in the fucking in the bathroom of the train, knowing that he was just almost kicked four, two, one Jew, half Jew, two quarter Jews, and one French Canadian off, off the plane. He's probably like, oh yo, Schnell, Hans Gruber, Schnell, I almost got that half Jew, Schnell, Schnell. All right, more on Munich next time. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm never getting out of Europe.